presented by Electronic Payments Coalition. Hey, good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. It's Thursday, January 25th. Some big news last night. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell appears to be having second thoughts about a border deal. Yes, once upon a time, just a few days ago, McConnell was pretty blunt in encouraging GOP senators to accept the yet-unveiled border deal that James Langford has been negotiating with Democrats. So much for that. In a private meeting yesterday, McConnell cast doubt on his conference coalescing behind a border security deal during an election year. He noted that while the party used to be united in finding a solution for the border, the politics, he said, quote, have changed. That's because Donald Trump is basically the nominee, he said, and the former president wants the issue for his 2024 campaign more than an actual solution. We're in a quandary, McConnell told his members, and this was news first reported by our friends over at Punchbowl. We don't want to do anything to undermine Trump. The remarks come less than a week after McConnell had basically been pointing out to his members that for as long as he's been in the Senate, Republicans haven't been able to get a border security bill just like the one that Langford is currently working on. He said that even if Republicans have 100% of power, the presidency, the House, and the Senate, they probably wouldn't be able to get a single vote to pass what Senator Langford is working on right now with the administration. McConnell's change in tune, to be fair, actually reflects reality. Trump and conservatives have been going out there, leaning on their GOP colleagues not to give Joe Biden a win on an issue that has been crippling him in the polls. But the development has, of course, far-reaching consequences, not only for the border, which is awash in chaos right now, but also for Ukraine, a country that McConnell has actually championed for a really long time. You can bet that if there's no border deal, there's not going to be any more Ukraine funding. It might sound shocking in an election year, but a bipartisan and bicameral group of tax writers have unveiled a new agreement to provide tax cuts to parents and some corporations. Passage, however, well, that is still up in the air. And joining me now to talk about the prospects of this tax package is our colleague on the tax team, Ben Guggenheim. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming on. So just give us a quick rundown of what's in this bill. So this was a deal brokered by Senate Finance Committee Chair Ron Wyden and House Ways and Means Committee Chair uh, Jason Smith. And basically, it's a compromise between tax priorities of Democrats and Republicans, the priorities for Democrats being an expansion of the child tax credit. Families can currently get a credit of $2,000 per child, but that was greatly expanded by the American Rescue Plan in 2021. And basically, the this credit would not go quite as far as the 2021 expansion, but it would kind of increase the refundable portion of the credit so that families with really low incomes and who owe very little in taxes can get a refund of the credit as a check. And that's a big priority for Democrats because they point to data showing that really slash child poverty levels when the expanded credit was enacted during the pandemic. And then kind of on the business side of the deal that was prioritized by Republicans, uh, you have the restoration of three very popular business breaks that were curtailed by the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. And those are immediate deductions for research and development expensing and greater deductions for debt interest and certain purchases of assets like software and vehicles and so forth. And so provisions that would alleviate double taxation on companies operating in the US and Taiwan. So kind of 
an informal alternative to a tax treaty, the, the first of its kind between U.S. and Taiwan, and also disaster relief for victims of certain major federal disasters and wildfires. So House leaders have tentatively, at least, noticed that this bill could head to the floor under suspension of the rules, which takes two-thirds majority to pass and is kind of this sort of tacit acknowledgement by House leadership that they will not have the votes to pass this only with Republicans. I'm curious, do we think they can get there? What are the protests we're hearing right now from the right and the left? So what I'm hearing is that one of the reasons that the speaker is taking his time uh, scheduling the vote for this is they really want to make sure that this is a big vote um, for Republicans. They don't want this to be a CR vote with far more Democratic votes than Republican votes. They're really hoping for you know a strong Republican showing, especially because these were business breaks that were you know really important to Republicans throughout the past few years. And so, you know, I think on the left and for progressives, you're going to see people potentially complain that the credit doesn't go far enough for working families and low income parents and that, um, you know, they really should get something more robust like the American Rescue Plan version of the credit. On the right and the House, you're going to see the exact opposite. I mean, Republicans are very skeptical of the concept of refundability that basically just means that if you don't have a very high tax liability, you can get the full benefit of the credit in the form of a check. You know, some members think that's welfare. This specific credit in the deal was very much structured to keep the so-called work requirement or the income threshold that you need to get the credit in place to alleviate those concerns. But that's something that um, you're probably going to hear concerns about from people, you know, conservatives, House Freedom Caucus in the House. Yeah. So I caught up with uh, Chip Roy last night. And the first thing he said to me was, we don't want to give tax credits to undocumented immigrants. This is something that another conservative brought up to me that something about, you know, if somebody comes to this country illegally, but then they have a child in the United States who is a citizen, those people will obviously uh, have a social security number and will be able to get the child tax credit. I'm curious, like, how big of an issue do you think this is going to be on the right? And then given some of the the squawking we're here hearing both on the left and the right, do you think this bill is going to change at all? Well, so to answer your first question, the undocumented concern is going to be really interesting to watch because on the other hand, obviously, with the border battle and immigration policy, these are things that people are you know, paying very close attention to. On the other hand, that feature of the credit that undocumented parents with children with SSNs can get the refundable portion of the credit, that's been in place since Republicans Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. So that's something that's been around for a very, very long time. One could say it's a dormant issue that you know, suddenly people are starting to pay more attention to now that the credit's being expanded. So, you know, whichever argument prevails, I mean, there's one to be made on both sides, right? Really interesting stuff. Ben, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. And for the rest of your schedule today, the Senate is in and the House is out. President Joe Biden will travel to Duluth, Minnesota and Superior, Wisconsin, where he will give remarks on the bipartisan infrastructure law at the Earth Rider Brewery. I'm Rachel Bade. Thanks for listening. On Main Street, credit unions and community banks are the heart of our small towns. 
So when these institutions are united in opposition to the Durbin-Marshall credit card bill, Congress should listen. The Durbin-Marshall credit card bill favors corporate megastores, shifting costs and risk unfairly onto Main Street banks. Congress, protect credit unions and community banks and oppose the Durbin-Marshall credit card bill. Learn more at electronicpaymentscoalition.org.